welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. And welcome to the Andrea K Show. I am so glad to be here tonight. You know what? I got to thank you all for for joining me here. And and I know that everybody is really on edge right now and incredibly anxious. We are just a few more than 30 days away from the most important, if not the most important election in our lifetimes. And I understand the fear, the anxiety, the angst, the anger the righteous anger that many people have about the state of our nation and about the state of the race right now for the White House. I get that. And so it's been a struggle for me these past two days as well. But then I was reminded by the fact that I refuse as a person and as a Christian, I refuse to allow anybody or anything to steal my joy. And I'm going to continue to use my voice every Tuesday right here at 6 p.m. on AM 1170 KCBQ to, to share my views and my opinions, exercising my right of free speech, but I'm still going to maintain my joy because that's so much about what they want to take from us, particularly those on the left. I am Andrea Kay. This is the Andrea Kay Show right here. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. I'm on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. I've got a page and a profile there. <clears throat> I'm starting to spend a lot more time on my page because I've got different people there than my core of my people out there. And you know what else helps me keep my joy in regardless of what's going on in the world around me? Um, that is all of you out there, supporters of the show, friends, and my friends and family out there. And I love you all. And I want to thank you for being that ray of sunshine for me. Got to thank my guy, Paul Lee, for helping me out tonight on the show. Getting close to crunch time for the election. It it's is exciting. getting close it's exciting to crunch. time to radio. Yeah, and speaking of cheerful, I mean, you went on a little bit of a rant on somebody's show last week. So, but yet you, you're a little ray of sunshine today. I Nobody's so. stealing your joy, right? Absolutely not. Never. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> we have a huge debate going on, or maybe not tonight. We've got a vice presidential uh, debate going on tonight. We've got Matt Breitbart, <laughs> Matt Boyle from Breitbart, who's going to be on the show a little bit later to to tell us what the impact could or should be, if anything, and whether or not this is even meaningful tonight. Uh, last week's debate with Trump and Clinton was meaningful. Uh, some people think that the debates don't matter. I think they absolutely matter because there's many people that don't start tuning in at all to, to the presidential race until the debates start. And however, in spite of the fact that I, like others, felt that there was some missed opportunities and Trump could have maybe done a little bit of a better job, the fact that he sidestepped landmines and didn't completely have his campaign blow up in his face, given what he was up against, that he was debating two people, he was debating an entire machine in terms of a media onslaught, as well as many people with his own party that are not supporting him, on top of the fact that he is not career, a career politician, I actually think it was a, a success. And... <clears throat> Also, I want to remind everybody uh, that the last time in 2012, remember remember how Romney won the first debate? And because of that, because he won it so decisively, there were people that started to take a Romney win for granted, given the state of the economy. And so Romney took his foot off the gas and then really went and made some bad decisions going forward in terms of how he ran his campaign. So I think that there will be lessons learned from the last debate with Trump. 
and he's going to carry it forward. However, I am still concerned. I still have more advice. I wrote a blog post last week uh, for Trump going into the debate, and and I've got some more advice for him. My advice last week had to do with what I felt was bad advice that he was getting and some bad coaching, and I'm kind of still seeing that I kind of feel like that's happening a little bit now. I feel like they're still roving him and trying to turn him into Romney. What's the big dust up this week? It has to do with his taxes. I thought it was a really smart strategy for, for Trump to delay putting his taxes out there because when you have half of Americans who don't pay any income tax whatsoever, then then the other, I don't know what percentage of Americans who aren't business owners, who, who are just middle-class workers out there, they... Most of these people have no idea what a deduction is. They certainly don't understand complex tax strategies, hundreds of pages of a tax return. The reason why there was pressure to put for Trump to put his taxes out was because this is what it's always about. It's about identity politics. This is about pitting just like they want to pit man against woman with the phony war on women, and they want to pit white against black and fostering hate and division there, the left has done everything that they could to foster hate among Americans against anybody wealthy, against business owners, against corporations. You don't hear anybody taking the task, some actor who gets paid $40 million a year, while the camera person or the person serving them at the craft food table makes eight an hour. You don't hear about that. This is about an agenda. This is identity politics. This is cultural Marxism. This is a way to not only deflect away from Hillary Clinton's and her crimes and her corruptions, but this is also a way for them to demonize Trump personally as the evil rich guy, as well as demonizing the free market capitalist system. And I have been saying for years, the Republican Party has to figure out how to start selling opportunity and free markets over entitlement. The Republican Party has allowed the left to take over the media and the education system, which is churning out voters who actually believe that you can get something for free. These are voters who actually are showing up en masse demanding the same type of economic policies that are going on in Cuba. In Venezuela, that has them left down there eating, tracking down dogs in the street. That's not hyperbole. That's not being bombastic. It's the truth. So the Republican Party lets the left take over the media, take over the education system, have Americans out there who don't understand anything at all about how our economy works. They don't understand money. They don't know what a tax deduction is. We desperately need a businessman, a business person to take over the economy. They get thrust out there. They get attacked. And all the Republican, you know, all that the Republican nominee has, whether it's Romney or Trump, is two minutes at most in a, in a phony rigged debate to answer why you're so mean and horrible, why you hate poor people, you rich evil guy. And what I really thought that Trump was going to do a little bit better than Romney is not apologize for being wealthy, not apologizing for anything that he has done, any laws and or taxes or Along the way in 40 years, don't apologize for any road bumps that you've encountered along the way, any tax advantages you've taken to keep your business open. Don't apologize for it. He's going around now saying, apologizing for his tax deductions that were legal, that allowed him to keep his business open, to keep workers working, who then were able to pay their rent and their mortgages, who then were able to fill up their gas tanks, were then able to feed their children. He's going around saying... That the tax code isn't fair, that it's unfair. What was not fair about what he did? 
The tax break, and we've got Al Arias, the OG of the CPA in SD world, who's going to come on. We're going to get into a little bit more of this. But there was nothing unfair in what he did. It would only be unfair if other businesses, other industries weren't allowed to take the same tax break. It's not unfair to me. I don't consider it unfair, but you know what? Maybe it is now that I think about it. I don't have children. I have no idea what tax breaks parents get out there because I don't focus on it. We should not be as a Republican Party playing defense, acting ashamed of the free market capitalist system, acting ashamed of taking advantage of tax breaks when, oh, by the way, why isn't anybody, including the Republican Party, talking about the fact that this country was not founded on income taxes? When did this even start? Why is the Republican Party and any candidate, Republican, acting as though they were ashamed that they're trying to not pay taxes? Hillary Clinton. We're going to we're going to talk about some of the t- some of the tax breaks she and other uh, high profile liberals have taken. But I think I think the Republican Party and everybody in, in the media should come out and say, you know what, I'll vote for you, Hillary, when you can prove that you haven't taken advantage of the tax system. We're going to talk a, a little bit further about the Clinton Foundation and what she's done there to avoid paying taxes. Of course, she's taken tax advantages. Everybody has. Name me one person criticizing Trump. Here, instead of proving to me you haven't taken tax advantages, name me one person out there who's criticizing Trump. Come forth and show me that you intentionally paid more taxes than you had to. Do you take coupons into retail establishments? Do you? Do you do you go into sales or do you say, you know what, I'm not going to I'm not going to give this retailer, you know, I'm not going to you go to the register at Macy's and say, you know what, I'm not going to take the 25 percent off. You keep that Macy's. Of course you take it. Well, what happens if you take that 20 percent discount? There's less tax revenue that's going to the city, that's going to the state and wherever tax revenues go. Every American out there takes advantage of paying as little taxes as they can. And oh, by the way, income taxes are just one of the gazillion taxes that every American has to pay out there under the weight of the oppressive government that we have. We have $20 trillion in debt. We have more tax revenue going to the government than ever in history. And yet we still have the greatest amount of debt than we've ever had because the issue is not tax revenue. The issue is spending We have the greatest economic system that's ever been in the world that's created the greatest amount of prosperity for the greatest number of people around the world. We are the people, a small country, brand new country, we are the people that feeds most of the world. How many billions of dollars are going around the world by the U.S. taxpayers to feed people, actually to fund terror? People are are bagging on Trump for a billion dollars that he took. Let's talk about the $1.4 billion dollars that was given to the state sponsor of terrorism, Iran, who's going to actually use that money, money that was laundered and illegally sent to Iran. They will use that money to kill Americans. Nobody wants to talk about that because this is all about identity politics. It's about painting the Republican candidate and the Republican Party as evil, horrible people who hate poor people. And Trump needs to stop falling for that trap. The Republican Party needs to stop falling for it. He's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing illegal. He's done nothing unfair. We, you know, I, I, some people said today on Facebook, I think we should even not talk about his 95 taxes anymore. Well, <clears throat> I think he kind of needs to in a way because I think he can use it to his advantage. And I've got with me on that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Al Arias, the OG of the CPA world and SD to educate people about taxes and about how it helps Americans. So don't go anywhere because this is the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer. 
sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. I asked Polly, thank you for playing that California Girl song. I just, I, I know people are, like I said at the top of the show, I know people are like down in the dumps or, or concerned and anxious over it. And let's not let everybody steal our joy. They really want to do that. They want us to be panicked right now. They want us to be feeling ashamed about free market capitalist principles. This is all about trying to demonize. And that's kind of how I wish, to get back to a little bit of advice before we talk to Alarius. I really wish Trump had ended the debate last week with saying, ignoring all uh, all the smears from Hillary Clinton and saying, you know what, turn to the American people because it ties into this this phony tax issue as well and say, you know what, Hillary Clinton's BFF Lanny Davis said, when the left can't win the arguments on the merits, it seeks to diminish the person with whom they disagree. And that's what's going on here because the hypocrisy, it can't be about anything related to actual taxes because the hypocrisy is enormous. This is a woman going around mocking Trump and saying, what kind of idiot loses a billion dollars in a year? Well, I don't know, Hillary, because you're, if you're going to accuse somebody of losing one billion being an idiot, you're six times the idiot because you lost six billion dollars head of the State Department. How about, Hillary, you being an idiot to the tune of $750,000 taking the same exact tax credit in 2014 or 2015 with her foundation? Joining me is none other than Al Arias, the OG of the CPA world and SD. Lots going on. I'm so glad you're here, Al. You're so riled up. I am riled up because it makes me crazy, the hypocrisy. Here's what was said, and I'm going to throw this at you. you, Al has not heard this before. Here's what was said in an interview to one of Trump's uh, surrogates on Sunday. Uh, Twice, these were the words that were used about Trump's deduction. It was his failure to pay $1 billion in 95 led to possibly, because of course, by the way, there's none of this has been verified, uh, this New York Times article. It was only a snippet of his tax returns. We have no idea any of the veracity of most of this. But anyway, this host said his failure to pay uh, taxes in 95 on on a billion dollars led to him not paying taxes for another 20 years. What jumps out at you as being incorrect in that statement? (laughs) There's nothing correct about it. 
Right. Nothing. Because it was not a failure to pay. This was not a man who's been sitting like Charlie Al Sharpton uh, for back taxes or Warren Buffett, who still owes seven billion dollars or Apple, who the EU is saying owes them fourteen point five billion dollars or any of the other tax cheats like uh, Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner or uh, member Tom Daschle, who had to had to drop out of the, the race because he owed back tax back taxes. That's what a failure to pay is. That's when you've been given a bill and you've refused to pay it, correct? That's correct. What did he do here? What he did here was suffer a giant loss. Mm-hmm. And that loss apparently uh, had to be what we call a 1231 loss, uh, which is a code section that treats uh, gains as capital gains and net losses as ordinary losses. Mm -hmm. So if it was a real estate loss, which is the big argument, and if it was real estate that he was holding, like the casino, Mm -hmm. then that loss would be a 1231 loss. Mm -hmm. And it could create a net operating loss, which it did, Mm -hmm. of roughly more than Mm $900,000. Okay. He had some bankruptcies. Yes. So bankruptcies chew up the net operating loss. So if he got rid of $500 million of debt, mm-hmm. I just picked the number out of this. Right. You know, I don't know what right. what debt was there, and they don't know. I, I watched Charlie Rose last night. I'm a late night guy. Yeah. And uh, David Bowden and Suzanne Craig, mm-hmm. the New York Times reporters that came up with this story. Uh, they received uh, a few pages anonymously right. in the mail. Mm-hmm. And they put together a team to look at all of the issues. Mm-hmm. So they came up with this idea that there's a, he didn't pay taxes for 18 years. But they don't know the, that he did. The law in 1995 carried forward losses for 15 years. Mm -hmm. The law today carries forward losses for 20 years, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's known that he declared bankruptcies. He must've declared the bankruptcies uh, after 1995. Otherwise those losses wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the bankruptcies, whatever debt is forgiven it uses up your net operating losses. So what does that mean to the average person? To the average person, he probably has been paying some taxes. Right. Because those losses, the, 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 the explanation that experts gave to the reporters was that you take $50 million mm-hmm. per year and you divide that into the $916,000 net operating loss, which is, that's not what the loss was, but that's what they say it was. Right. Okay. It takes 18 years to use it up. Mm-hmm. So they said he didn't pay taxes for 18 years. All of this is conjecture. It's all false. It, Absolutely false. Yeah, it is false. And that's why I said at the top of the show is that uh, this is meant, this is just part of the identity politics game. It's meant to, to, to demonize him. It's, it's a, a, and it's, it's also meant it's a political strategy in terms of a campaign strategy that they know that he is a threat to their economic agenda. They know that it's resonating with the American people and they see him as weak right now. And if they can pierce the ultimate veil, which is the businessman coming in, the outsider businessman coming in 
resonating with the American people, that he's going to make their life better. If they can destroy that narrative, they think that they've got to win. And that's what this is about. Well, Meanwhile, and it's, that's it's why selective reporting. Of course, it's selective. So reporting. the miracle is that he suffered the billion dollar loss mm-hmm. and then created the empire that he has today. Exactly. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up because the New York Times themselves in the same year in 95 referred to him as the comeback kid. And that's why what I want to educate people on is is the fact that the tax code itself is all meant for social engineering. We're going to give an incentive over here for green energy boondoggle because we really want that, you know, energy source, you know, to to get a boost in the economy. These all the, the entire tax code is about social engineering. These deductions are meant for businesses because whether especially with small business, these are people who take on enormous risk financially and legally to start a business. And it's not their employees that are sharing that, that, that share that risk. So for Trump to go around and say, oh, I'm taking something that's unfair. No, it's not unfair, Trump, because your employees aren't, aren't sharing in the risk. So they should not get to share in the tax break that comes from the loss. But because they're taking enormous risk, there is often losses. 90% of new businesses go under in the first year. There are losses throughout from a variety of different standpoints. Uh, Steve Jobs, Apple, in 97, recorded $1.05 billion in losses. Who considers that company to be stupid and not be successful? Ray Kroc filed for bankruptcy. They were stupid then. (laughs) But the point is, is that I want people to understand that it's because these tax laws exist so that a business doesn't necessarily have to automatically, when they suffer a loss for whatever reason, suddenly have to close down their doors and fire people and lay them off. They're able to, it's supposed to help them to be able to ride it out and stay in business and launch a comeback so that people can stay employed. Andrea. And, and let me, let me finish Andrea, my thought. It's an income tax. If you don't make income, you don't owe the tax. Well, that's another good point, but I want to get a bigger, bigger picture for Americans to understand because the demonization of corporations and business owners is people buying into that are going to then, the reason why the left wants people to buy into that is so that they can get the people to buy into socialism. That's what this is about. I want to stop the demonization of business owners. These tax breaks that Trump got, that Apple took, that Warren Buffett took, he took $850 million in 2014. These, are, these help businesses stay afloat. Do they not? Do they not keep people working? Well, they do. You, you can recover, especially take an example that's very, very important here uh, where we live. Mm-hmm. Contractors, it's boom and bust. Mm-hmm. When they suffer losses, they stay in business because of recovering the massive amount of income taxes that they paid in the prior two years. Mm-hmm. Because there's a two-year carryback, mm-hmm. um, so you suffer. You make ten million dollars, mm-hmm. and you make ten million dollars again. So you have twenty million dollars in gains. Mm-hmm. The next succeeding year, you suffer. $20 million in losses. Mm-hmm. You pay no tax and you get back the taxes that you paid the two preceding years. Mm-hmm. That get back can allow you to stay in business, keep right. employees, et cetera, et cetera. And exactly. it happens over and over again. Exactly. And it should happen. Actually, we shouldn't even, uh, you know, we're paying way too many taxes as it is because, oh, by the way, even if Trump didn't pay any income taxes for the last 18 years, how much has he paid in property well, taxes but, and sales taxes? Falsity, the falsity is that this is happening in small business. Yes. It happens in big business and the numbers are humongous. Right. But 
it happens in small business. And in small business, the numbers to the small businessman are humongous. They're, exactly. You look at it in perspective. People are like, oh my gosh, one billion. That's the, well, it, 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 a small business owner writing off 100,000 could be in just as much pain, if not more, than Trump having to write off a billion. I want to move into the Clinton Foundation because this is all about putting Trump on the defensive, demonizing him personally, demonizing his business, demonizing the free market capitalist system. Meanwhile, she's got the Clinton Foundation which is nothing, but uh, everybody should go to Wayne Allen Root's written a great article, my friend who was on the show last week in Breitbart. And he's and it's about the, the um, as he calls, the Clinton crime cartel through the Clinton Foundation, because here's what she did. She's not out there creating jobs and putting people hard hats to work and building uh, buildings all around the world that then, you know, put revenue out in, into communities. She set up the Clinton Foundation, which is a non Ta- which is a tax-free organization. 501c3. 501c3. There's almost no actual charity work that's that's coming out of that in any way, shape, or form. It's all going to salaries, plane trips, uh, overhead, etc. She's using it basically as as a part of a bribe scheme with other countries, making donations to her. And you know, is that not illegal? Well, it's going to take a long time for that to happen. And if she becomes president, it never will. That's that's what we have. We don't have law applied equally amongst all the protagonists in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. She has gotten tremendous breaks everywhere, including the FBI. Right. And has escaped prosecution continually. Right. right. The, when it one of my this will happen to the charitable organization, right? Uh, it's not even considered. Uh, there's uh, watchdog organizations that check up on charities that say that this is not even a charity. They're not doing any. They can't even be evaluated. Well, in the but form the of government, the government gave it the status gave of a five one c three. It'll exist right until it's taken away. Exactly. Meanwhile, they intentionally put the jack the IRS used the jackboot of tyranny against uh, conservative organizations holding up their five zero three one c or whatever five zero one c. 501c3 status because it was an opposing viewpoint. Um, A listener to the show posed a question to you, which is she wrote off, she and Bill Clinton wrote off, because you can write off charity donations. Um, She took a a write-off for a charity donation she made to herself through the Clinton Foundation. Illegal or not? No, that's not illegal. You can, those, those charitable contributions by law are limited to 20% of your adjusted gross income. Mm-hmm. Well, um, here's what a lot of people don't know. So so what have we covered so far? That Trump didn't do anything illegally, didn't do anything well, wrong? Well, one, th- one thing that could happen, which probably won't happen there, but if uh, you d- you're not getting contributions from the general public, okay, mm-hmm. that your funds are the funds that are keeping the entity alive, that's not happening, but... right. If it did happen, they would lose their 501c3 status. It's a very treacherous environment if the rules are enforced. If you take too much income, if you do this, if you do, if you self-deal, mm-hmm. uh, and for a 501c3, self-dealing doesn't apply. For a private foundation, it does. 
if it's deemed to be a private foundation, right. now you've got self-dealing, you've got big issues. Well, Cl- Hillary Clinton, one of the reasons why she supposedly wanted Trump's uh, tax returns released is, what is he hiding? Who does he owe money to? Well, let's talk about that, Hillary Clinton, with the Clinton Foundation. What are you hiding? We already know through the email scheme that she she violated the Espionage Act, uh, transferred SAP, the highest level of security information possible, through her emails. We know that she obstructed justice by deleting 30,000 emails. We already know that she transferred information, including the locations of operatives out in the field. If we already know that kind of bad stuff, what is she hiding? What else do we not know? We already know that while Americans were fighting for their lives for 13 hours, the to-do list was all about covering their own butts. We already know she launched a cover-up against uh, to, um, uh, to the American people, blaming a video when that night she knew it was a terrorist attack. We know that she's taken more campaign contributions from Wall Street than any other candidate in history, but she won't release the transcripts. Why? What is she promising them? She won't release any details. Part of the 30,000 emails that was deleted has to do with the Clinton Foundation and money that they took from foreign governments. We already know that she was a part, the Clinton Foundation was a part of selling uranium to Russia as a part of the Clinton Foundation. So what else don't we know? And, but instead, it's all about demonizing Trump. It's absolutely outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. Final thought, Al, before it's we get politics. Go. <laughs> yeah, well, look, here's the deal. Uh, obviously, Al knows what he's talking about when it comes to tax. These are very complex. Well, they, the, the one question that came in about who does he owe, you don't disclose in a 1040 who you owe. <laughs> You know, you don't, the 1040 doesn't include a balance sheet. You don't find out that much. You're going to find out political issues, how much he gives to charity, what is the nature of the items that he reports. Oh my God, he suffered a loss and he's deducting right. it. That's, That's lawful. This is all about politics. It's identity politics. It's cultural Marxism. But these are complex tax strategies, and nobody knows that better than you, Al Aries from Aviaries. Got to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Matt Breitbart about tonight's big debate. Does it even matter? I don't know. So don't go anywhere. The Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, 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 hey. It's a beautiful day. Welcome back to- 
to the Andrea K Show. It is a beautiful day. We're not going to let these lefties trying to steal our joy, trying to bring us down, trying to make us feel ashamed about being Republican, conservative, about free market capitalist pr- principles, making money, taking advantage of tax write-offs. We're not even supposed to be paying income tax in the first place. Good grief. So much shenanigans going on out there. Um, we got a big debate tonight, or do we? Is it even a big debate? You know, I, 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 do, do the do the VP candidates matter? Do the debates with the VP candidates matter? I Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. You know, it's the, it's the world of double standards and hypocrisy. It matters if, if it's the Republican VP and whether or not somebody thinks that they are, you know, deserving of derision and personal destruction. Uh, joining me to talk about tonight's debate is my buddy Matthew Boyle from Breitbart. Hey, Matt, welcome back to the show. Hey, what's going on? Well, um, this debate, I mean, should we care about it? I think so. I think there's, a, you know, is a chance for Governor Mike Pence, uh, the Republican nominee for vice president, the governor from Indiana, to really show off his bona fides. Uh, he's been a fantastic running mate for Donald Trump over the past several months here, uh, since Trump selected him over the summer. Uh, and then it, on on the flip side of the coin, it's it's really going to offer people a, a first chance on a national level to see Senator Tim Kaine from Virginia. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's running mate, and, th- and it's significant that we're going to get to see Senator Kane at this level uh, for the first time, really defending himself and, and defending Hillary Clinton on the national level, uh, because uh, Secretary Clinton's health is a significant issue, and um, you know, again, they've been you know far less than transparent about it. So, ultimately speaking, I think there's going to be a lot of focus on Senator Kane and if he's actually ready to step in as president. And I don't know if the answer is yes. I mean, look, here's the deal. He's got a, 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 a lot of baggage, uh, and I think that uh, people are going to get a, a, a chance to really uh, see if Senator Kane is presidential tonight. And I don't know if the answer is yes. Well, he certainly doesn't seem presidential to me, you know, I mean, at least not in comparison to Pence. And, you know, one of the things that bothered me, though, about this debate, it's another debate, another, you know, opportunity for a, quote, moderator to be a propagandist in Pravda. And of course, why do we have a debate with a VP candidate in his home state? Why is the Republican Party continuing to agree to these shenanigans? Well, like, the debates were all uh, set in stone and agreed to long before we knew who the party nominees and the and the uh, and the, the VP nominees were. They were uh, all hammered out by the Presidential Debate Commission, the lo- the locations and whatnot. But ultimately speaking, here's the deal: you bring up an interesting point there about the moderators. Again, you have the mainstream media, which has uh, historically low trust levels, uh, according to recent polling. Uh, again, uh, in the, being put in the driver's seat by the campaigns, by the by the entire political establishment. Look, this is a rigged system that uh, that Americans are are rejecting, and the the media is part and parcel to that rigged system. So what we saw in the, the first presidential debate was Lester Holt really show his hand. He's not really a journalist. He's working for Hillary Clinton. He wants Hillary Clinton to win the election. He's doing everything he can to make that happen. Uh, I, I would expect him to see the same out of the moderator this evening. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of indications that uh, the next moderators uh, are also leftists. The only uh, uh, potential bright spot really comes from Chris Wallace at Fox News. This is a big deal that Fox News is. Chris Wallace will be moderating the final debate. He seems to be a fair guy, 
but uh, ultimately, well, I, 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 I've got to, I've got to interject here. I'm glad you used the word potential because um, when I see Chris Wallace use the words, and in fact, I just had a CPA on to talk about the the phony tax issue, using multiple times the words Trump's quote failure to pay. Uh, taxes. That is propaganda of the worst kind. That is basically putting forth the false assertion that Trump has evaded taxes. That is not what happened here. If you want to debate whether or not businesses should be able to record a a write-off like uh, Apple did in 97 for $1.05 billion, or Warren Buffett did in 2014 to the tune of $850 million, let's debate that. But Chris Wallace, don't put forth in using any words that are that are meant to seep into any American's mind that Trump was involved in any failure to pay taxes. He did not receive a tax right. bill that he didn't pay. Right. In fact, the documents that the New York Times obtained, by the way, they obtained them illegally, prove uh, that that Donald Trump was legally following the tax laws, uh, and that he was and that he was doing so uh, at a at a uh, uh, you know basically taking advantage of the tax laws as they exist. For, uh, you know, as he has a fiduciary responsibility to do uh, as a businessman, as the, the head of the Trump organization. Uh, so ultimately speaking, um, you know, and, and what we've seen over the past couple of days from Donald Trump on the campaign trail, I just got back from Colorado. I was there uh, when he rolled out his, his tax reform plan in, uh, in, um, uh, in Colorado yesterday. Uh, and and, and in, in, in that speech, Mr. Trump made the point that if he's elected president, his fiduciary responsibility will no longer be to the Trump organization. His kids, his family, or somebody else will run that. Ultimately, his fiduciary responsibility will be to one person, and one, uh, one, one, one group and one group only. That is the American electorate. So he will be tied to no special interest whatsoever, whereas Hillary Clinton, because of all of her connections to the, uh, through the Clinton Foundation, through the Clinton Global Initiative, through uh, her campaign over the years, uh, ultimately they went from dead broke when they left the White House to worth a quarter, uh, quarter of a billion dollars, the Clintons did. Uh, uh, now, uh, this is a significant deal. The Clintons are tied to enormous amounts of special interest. So if anything, what the tax documents the New York Times obtained show are, is that Donald Trump uh, is, is pretty good at manipulating the system on behalf of those he's representing. So well, actually, what he did. Right. Yeah, wouldn't you want somebody? Wouldn't you want somebody to uh, to be in your corner fighting like that on uh, on the on the national level? I do. I mean, I think that Americans are tired of uh, their politicians, whether it be their presidents or senators or congressmen, et cetera, their governors, fighting for special interests that got them elected, rather than for the for the voters that voted for them. So ultimately speaking, look, here's the deal. Donald Trump, uh, that the evidence shows that Donald Trump will fight for, fight just as hard as he's fought for the Trump Organization for the United States. And look, America does need a comeback, just like the Trump Organization did in the 90s. Well, America yeah. needs a comeback. It's well, crumbling all across the country right now. Well, I actually think he needs to go a step further, and he needs to call the Clinton Foundation out for the fact that uh, that what it was was basically extorting bribes from foreign governments. Wayne Allen Root, my buddy Wayne Allen, has an article on Breitbart today about that, the Clinton crime cartel and what she was involved in. I think he, I think he could actually uh, talk about the fact that, um, according to American Crossroads website, for three years in a row, beginning in 2012, the Clinton Foundation reported to the IRS that it received, received zero funds from foreign and U.S. governments, which was, uh, which was absolutely not true. You know, what is she, and he needs to say to the American people, 
you know, what is she hiding? What does she not want us to know? Why did she delete? We already know so many bad stuff about what's going on with her in the emails. But what we don't know is what she said to Wall Street. What did she promise Wall Street in all these speeches that she still won't release the transcripts for? Why won't, why did, what was in those 30,000 emails, Hillary, of what promises you made to foreign governments, like governments that throw women, that stone women for being raped and murder people for being gay? I think he also needs to address this this tax thing to his advantage in saying, this is why what happened here was by being able to take losses on my taxes after suffering rough times and over the course of 40 years of business, every business person does over 40 years, there's ups and downs like the Great Recession that we had. And by being able to take advantage of lower taxes in those preceding subsequent years, I was able to rebound. What does that prove to you? That my policies of lower taxation works. That's what we need more of. He can actually, instead he's going around that saying, yeah, what I did was unfair and I want to make the tax code more fair. He didn't do anything unfair. Right. No, that I, I, you know, I couldn't say it any better than myself than you just did there. But ultimately speaking, look, the Clinton Foundation was a slush fund that all these foreign governments would pay all the, this millions of dollars into when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State for favors to be paid later, right? And then ultimately, if she becomes president, she's going to owe all of these foreign governments all sorts of different favors. She's going to owe the Russians. She's going to owe the Saudi Arabians. She's going to owe all of these different people that have paid all this money, all these different global billionaires, these foreign governments, etc. And and ultimately speaking, Trump owes nobody anything except for the American electorate for electing him if he wins. So, you know, the contrast couldn't be clearer. And, and And the documents show that Donald Trump is pretty good at fighting for the people that he's, that, he's, that he's supposed to be fighting for, that he owes an obligation to. So I think what you're seeing is, is that, and we saw this in a, in a pair of speeches yesterday in Colorado, uh, with thousands and thousands of people at them, right? I mean, you don't see any crowds like what we see at, at Trump rallies uh, at Clinton events. But, uh, I mean, there were, there were 2,000 people at his first event earlier in the day, and then up in Loveland, Colorado, there was 15,000, 10 to 15,000 people. It was unbelievable when I was there. He filled the whole stadium with people because they're so tired uh, all across the country, whether it be Colorado or Virginia or uh, uh, or Ohio or Pennsylvania or New Hampshire or wherever they are, people are so tired of the fact that their politicians, and especially the Clintons, have stopped representing them. This is why you're seeing Democrats leave the Democratic Party en masse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're forming an organization uh, in a movement called the Trumpocrats. There are, there are Democrats, lifelong Democrats, who have never in their life before voted for a Republican who are going to vote for Donald Trump for the first time ever to vote for a Republican in uh, in the presidential election uh, because of the fact that people are recognizing that uh, the Clinton Clinton operation has been uh, only designed to enrich the Clintons themselves and their and their their closest allies and the special interests that propel them forward in the political arena. So ultimately speaking, it comes down to the uh, the American people have a choice. I mean, they can choose corruption and they vote for Clinton if they want more corruption and more of the status quo in Washington. If they want a real change, not Obama change, they want real change mm-hmm. for the way the system works. Uh, they vote for Donald Trump, and I think you're going to see that contrast really, really highlighted. 
uh, in the vice presidential debate this evening with Governor Pence and Senator Kane. Well, and I'm hoping we're going to see it in the next debate uh, with Donald Trump as well. Too many people are panicking out there. Rasmussen has it as basically a tie at this point. And if, you know, there could be a shift like it was um, before the first debate and after, there can clearly be a shift again. I don't want, I want everybody to know, do not give up hope. We need to keep the word out there. We need to educate people as to the truth about business and taxes and how that works and what this ultimate game is. This is about identity politics. I don't want people losing heart and then not turning out. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Did you have anything you wanted to say? Yeah, the, well, the last thing I was just going to add is, is that, look, last election, Mitt Romney won the first debate, surged afterwards. Right. Where you do, uh, don't do so hard in the first debate, you win the election. Right. Shoot. Sounds like we lost. So, a really good spot right now. We've got a lot of support around the country. That's right. Uh, things are moving in the right direction. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here, Matt. I appreciate your support of the show. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we got a couple more topics to talk about, including my awards for last week's Fool, this week's Tool, and my Hero of the Week. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K. A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Having a great night here with you all. Hey, speaking of the next debate, I was just talking to my buddy Matthew Boyle. We were talking about tonight's debate going on with the VP candidates. The next presidential debate is going to be on the 19th. And I am going to be there. The station actually, AM 1170 KCBQ, has a special event going on that night on the 19th here in San Diego at Elijah's in Claremont. Uh, it's going to be uh, Mark Larson and I are going to be there. It's It starts at 5 p.m. Tickets are on sale now on the website, am1170.com, am1170theanswer.com. It includes dinner. Uh, it includes soft drinks and even some Skittles. Um, so I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be... Uh, Robin to Mark Larson's Batman, if you will. So it's going to be super fun. Um, I don't have a whole lot of superpowers other than, you know, being there and hoping to have some fun. So I'm not sure. We're just going to all get together at Elijah's. We're going to watch the debate, have a lot of good fun and and good fellowship there among conservatives. So go to the website. If you're anywhere within San Diego and, and able to drive down here on the 19th, come join us over at Elijah's on Claremont. Tickets on sale now at www.am1170theanswer.com. Turnout 
I was talking to Matt Boyle from um, Breitbart about turnout. Super important. Why? Because of the very reason that the Democrats don't want voter ID. We have been told that anybody wants voter ID. Of course, you know, anytime you want any kind of law um, enforced, that means that uh, particularly with immigration, you hate brown people. If you want entitlement reforms, you hate poor people. If you want voter ID, you know, you hate minorities and you're trying to suppress the minority vote. It's all nonsense. We want voter ID because voting is an incredibly precious right that should only be reserved for citizens and non-felony citizens. You're supposed to lose your right to vote if you commit a felony. There are reports coming out right and left, just like we always knew, over a thousand illegal voters in eight Virginia localities. Just eight localities in Virginia. I don't know how many localities there are in Virginia, but according to this article, which is um, from Life's Zet, uh, that's 1,046 is just the tip of the iceberg. We had a district here in San Diego that was won by Republican years ago by 65 votes. So 1,000 is clearly enough to sway an election. In fact, Virginia, the and these low... Um, these votes that they found were cast in 2012, followed by t- the most in 2012, followed by 2008, the year President Obama was elected in his first term, and in both years, Obama won Virginia. Gee, do you think that maybe the sudden swing from uh, Virginia going from red to blue might have a little something to do with the illegal votes? Let's talk about the immigrant who shot up a mall Come to find out, he not only was he not a white Hispanic or Hispanic, he was a Muslim and he was an immigrant, had voted three times in the last three cycles. This is why they want open borders. This is why they're trying to stifle that discussion and that debate by calling Trump and anybody who supports sealing the border, supports immigration reform, supports not bringing the refugees here. That's why they got to call us racist. They got to bully us with the PC stick because they want to be able to create a permanent Democrat voting block through illegals as well as immigrants that they bring here that don't have any business being here. That's what this is about. We can't do anything to stop this in time for this election, but what we can do is mobilize. We can get everybody we know to get out there and vote and vote for Trump in in November. Um, one of the things that I was really upset about, um, and I talked about it on Facebook this morning, is that, speaking of this morning, this was supposed to be the big announcement from WikiLeaks. You know, I know people that set their alarms and got up because they were really expecting Julian Assange to come forth with something that was going to be the final blow to the Hillary campaign. And I'm thinking to myself, don't we already know enough? 30,000 emails that were deleted and destroyed? Lie, perjured herself before Congress? 30,000 emails. That is flat out obstruction of justice. On top of talking about taxes, we find out that the FBI director Comey, I guess his brother-in-law does Clinton taxes. That's one reason why she skated. How about another reason why she skated? Not one Republican leader I have heard has gone to any microphone anywhere and called out and said, hey, maybe the reason why Hillary Clinton is not being prosecuted for her crimes is because the president of the United States was complicit and participated in it. He not only lied to the American people when he said that he found out about the private email server through the news, which is always his lame excuse. She's going around saying that Trump was stupid for losing six billion. I have never seen people use the the stupidity defense more than Obama and Hillary. Her entire defense for the email schemes is about being stupid. I didn't know how documents were classified. I didn't know a, a drone strike in Pakistan is classified information. I'm an idiot. Well, that's what Obama claimed. Come to find out, he not only knew about it, he participated in it and used a pseudonym for it. We know enough. 
We cannot blame Julian Assange for the fact that the crimes committed by Hillary Clinton don't matter to half the, the population, half the country. Romney was right when he said the 47% of Americans can't be reached because they want the entitlements, the handouts. These are people that hate Donald Trump for taking advantage of any tax laws because they want that money going to them. They want Hillary Clinton to get in office, to go pick the pockets of small business owners who are going to be taking advantage of those tax, tax breaks for them to keep their business open. They want the Robin Hood society with no idea, no concept, because they haven't been educated on it, as to the fact that we're going to end up like Venezuela if it happens if it continues to go down that road. That's why my last week's Fool, this week's Tool Award, goes to the New York Times editor, Dan Bakay, I guess is how you say his name, who bragged in September at Harvard that he would risk jail time in order to publish, illegally publish, Donald Trump's private records. The New York Times doesn't care about the public records that were owned by the American people that Hillary Clinton deleted so that we would be in the darkest to the crimes that she committed, so that we would be in the darkest to what the Clinton Foundation offered foreign governments based upon the bribes and her selling off this country. The lies that were told to the American people. This woman flat out committed crimes. New York Times didn't care about that. Same New York Times that didn't pay any taxes in 2014, by the way. So this man is not only a fool, but a tool. Will he face jail time? Absolutely not. He's not going to go to jail any more than Hillary Clinton's going to go to jail. Trump needs to get back on what his his campaign was all about and why he rose to the top. It was about the American people understanding we needed an outsider because the establishment, it was us versus them on both parties. That's why we don't have a Republican Party bust in President Obama for his role in that email scheme, because we've got a one party rule. One party rule going on here. It's us versus them. We need justice reform, and it needs to come in the form of government officials being held accountable for their crimes. We can stop this. He, Donald Trump is the law and order candidate. And speaking of law and order, my hero of the week, thank you, Doug Kaiser, for this suggestion, is Odell Beckham Jr., LSU grad, who even though I'm boycotting the NFL, I got to give a hero to a young man who risked his own reputation amongst his peers by taking the time to go around and shake the hands of every military veteran who was there at the game. What a gentleman, what a class act move that that was. And it was, it was a message to the Colin Kaepernick's and those out there because this, the, the sitting down and disrespecting the flag, that, was, that wasn't about Black Lives Matter and police departments. That was an anti-American. That was a spit in the face of our military heroes who have fought and died for our nation and for our freedoms that are very much at stake in this election. Thank you all for joining me. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Thank you, Polly. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Matt Boyle from Breitbart and Al Arias. Have a great night, everybody. Right here next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. AM 1170, The Answer. I can get, if you know what I'm-